You only have one life to live, so get the most out of it. On Good Life, Great Life, join me, Brian Highfield, and my guests as we share success stories, habits, mindsets, and lessons learned by successful people. These lessons are not taught in schools, but are critical for getting ahead in life. Whether you want a successful business or career, optimal health, or a lifestyle that most people just dream of, Good Life, Great Life has you covered. After retiring from a successful corporate career in my 40s, I founded multi-million dollar businesses in the sports and healthcare arenas. Now, I help everyday people maximize their lives and speak regularly at seminars, on podcasts, and radio shows to share principles on the topics of health, wealth, and happiness. Don't let a good life get in the way of a great life. Join me today on Good Life, Great Life. Well, welcome to another episode of Good Life, Great Life. Today we have with us Scott Miles. Scott, he is a franchise consultant, certified franchise executive, and we're going to dig into that a little bit and find out a little bit more about what that is. But he has over 35 years of experience in this industry, in this field. So Scott, welcome to the program. Hey, thanks for having me, Brian. Good to be aboard. Awesome. So tell us a little bit about your journey to being an entrepreneur and exactly what is a certified franchise executive or a franchise consultant? What do you do? Great. Well, I'll try to keep this short because, uh, you know, uh, I'm, I'm going to be 63 years old. So there's a lot of stories I could be sharing. But uh, <laughs> the long and short of it is, is that I was not one of those educational type guys. Um, I, I, my, my, my parents took me out of high school at my request and put me into a private school, but still struggled academically. I was always one of these people that, you know, if I touched the oven, I knew it was hot. I didn't touch the oven again. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I tried college for a couple of years at my father's kind of request. I'll be polite and say request, uh, but it didn't work out. And I, I had fallen in with the food and fallen in love with the food industry as a very young child, working for an Italian family on Long Island, New York, uh, in the pizza business. They called me Gino. And uh, I came home from college uh, my freshman year and asked my father to borrow $20,000 to be a partner in a pizzeria, a second location. Now, I won't tell you what he told me, and I won't tell you what I told him, but it wasn't <laughs> a pleasant exchange. But anyway, um, he actually wanted me to go into, um, wanted me to go to the McDonald's School of Management. And I kind of laughed at him, <laughs> naive as I was at that age of 18, 19 years uh -huh. old. But anyway, um, I actually started working in the news media shortly after that, uh, working in the White House press corps, and, uh, but just really got bored. And that's when I really started my entrepreneurial journey. Uh, started opening some business, painting store, painting houses, raking leaves. Um, I got into the printing industry. I got into the recruiting industry. I both owned companies in those segment categories, uh, but I fell into franchising, helping a, a friend's fa a friend's child open a pizzeria. So I, I actually started him and ended up uh, running uh, development uh, for the U.S. Helped build it up to about 165, 160, 70 locations, and it was just really time for me to you know kind of go back to the of owning my own business. And, uh, you know, I'm still very good friends. I still have them in my portfolio, the brand, but anyway, um, so what I did is I took all that experience that I had as an independent owner, working in a franchise system as the franchisor and started a consulting company, uh, where I provide a free service that uh, really helps people who are looking to investigate and research business ownership and kind of develop that roadmap. 
really kind of get under the hood of what they're looking for, uh, what their trade secrets are, so to speak, what they would want to do, what they don't want to do, and then introducing them, and of course the financial side as well, and then introducing them to potential franchises that fit their criteria. I mean, we get into the financials, exit strategy, you know, are do they have a sales aptitude? Uh, do they want retail where people are coming to them instead of them going to the uh, the customer or the client? So, uh, so that's basically what I do. I mean, it's a it's it, it's a timely process. It it can take you sixty to ninety days. Um, but the beauty of the program is that there's no upfront costs, and at any time you can bow out of the process. Because my feeling is is that I'd rather my clients find out now this is not the roadmap for them. Mm-hmm. Then after they've made an investment, doing it blindly and not knowing what's going on in franchising, because there are a lot of aspects of franchising, a lot of things to know. And what are some of the examples of different franchises uh, that are options for people out there? Well, there's the service based brands. Uh, again, it could be, you know, anywhere from, uh, you know, providing uh, homeowners a service for their home uh, services for businesses. They tend to be more of those sales aptitude type businesses where someone's got to get out, uh, go meet with people, make a presentation. I call it the boardroom presentation. Uh, and then there are retail type businesses. You know, well, you know, I mean, when people think of franchising, they think of McDonald's and Subway. Mm-hmm. Believe me, there's a lot of there's a lot more to franchising than the five dollar foot long. Trust me. Um, so there's a lot to know about yourself, obviously what you would qualify for financing, if that's a direction, what options you have in financing. There are many different options for startups. So uh, it, it, it's a long journey, but uh, my goal was to get my clients to make a validated decision and not an emotional decision. Um, you know, fear and anxiety is going to set in. It's normal. It happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, we got to get past that. So, uh, you know, people who are excited about being a business owner, that's what it really boils down to. Well, what's uh, what's typical capital requirements for people to start start franchise, you know, on, on, on either end of the spectrum? I would say that in order to get into something that's above discretionary income, if you're looking to build that wealth, mm-hmm. something that's scalable, you're going to need a minimum of 75 to 100,000 liquid. Doesn't mean you you're going to use it, and you should have a net worth about two fifty three hundred thousand. Um, now your net your liquidity could be four hundred one k, because there are programs out there where people can utilize your uh, your retirement funds to start a business without any tax consequences. And frankly, that's how I started my consulting business. Hmm. I took a piece of my four hundred one k and put it into the business. And the beauty of the program is there's no interest, and I can pay myself back. Uh, I don't have to, but I can. So, uh, so the financing part, you know, I would say a hundred thousand liquid is a good start. Okay. And I, I've heard, uh, you know, and, and I heard this recently and I don't know if this is true and I don't know if you've, you've looked at this, like, um, Chick-fil-A, for example, I mean, they, they just seem to make money hand over fist with those, but I had heard that they have a program where you don't have to have a lot of, uh, money up front. And I'd say a lot, but probably, probably around what you're talking about, but they actually, uh, can finance or, or or actually construct the the restaurant for people. Do you, do you know about that, like Chick Fil A? Yeah, I, I I probably get anywhere from three to five phone calls a week on people that say, "Hey, can you help me get a Chick Fil A?" Yeah. So let me kind of set the record straight on Chick Fil A. If you're looking for a job in the food industry, and you can get and be one of those one hundred thousand people that apply every year, 
uh, or tens of thousands of people that will apply, I would say go for it. But it is not a franchise. It's a license agreement. Okay. You do not own the business. So what they do is they put you through a training program. I think it costs you $5,000. They teach you how to run a restaurant, and then they put you in a restaurant, and they pay you a pretty good six-figure salary plus a bonus based on profits. But you do not own the business. You can't decide that you want to sell it. You can never own the real estate. Um, mm. You know, So the more people you hire, the less money you make because it all comes out of the uh, the P&Ls, the, uh, you know, the labor. So again, it is not a franchise, a traditional franchise. It is a license agreement. Awesome. So going into a little depth about what you do with a client. So they come to you first saying, hey, I'm thinking about buying a franchise. I have no idea where to start. Um, what's the process you put them through? Well, I first, first, I want to make sure that my, my clients are in a position to want to know, K-N-O-W, mm -hmm. and want to learn. Uh, anyone who seems to think that they you know, are an expert in this industry or know, knowing what to do, uh, really, those are the people that concern me. The second part is I really need people to know what their why is. Let's figure out why. Why are we doing this? Because if you don't have a why, you know, to wake up in the morning and say, I can't stand my boss, I want all my own business, or you had a bad day at work mm -hmm. or a big deal didn't go through, may not be the reason to open your own business. There are a lot of other factors. So we really got to dig into making sure you want to learn and what is your why? Why are you doing this? You know, and there's short-term goals, there are long-term goals. And of course, the big one that I like to talk about is exit strategy. Where, where are you going with all this? And once you get there, what do you want to do with it? So I, I think that's the important part, the initial steps or first conversation. And then the second conversation usually is a Zoom consultation. We'll go through, I'll ask a lot of questions about uh, business ownership, uh, learn a little bit more about what, you know, their roadmap, their journey, how did they get to where they are? Um, and then really start diving into some of the categories and things that they would be interested in. Uh, and then third, fourth process is a brand presentation where I'll introduce anywhere from six to 10 different options and just kind of go from there. And then it's really educating and answering questions, providing questions for my clients to ask franchisors, making sure they're going through the steps of validation, getting all the information they need to eventually, like I said, make a validated decision. And and going back to the why, and I know that's that's very important because that's again, like you said, it's what gets you out of bed in the morning. It makes you yes. want to know and, and be committed uh, to to whatever you decide. And what what are some of people's whys that you're running into? What what are some of the big ones, especially right now? Well, I think one of the well, you know, <laughs> when 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 this whole pandemic hit, you know, I I yeah. kind of put in my emergency uh, paperwork. And, you know, sat my wife down and said, this is what we're going to do. Yeah. And uh, little did I know that the, the, the next two and a half years, two, two and a half years, were going to be some of the best years in consulting for me. Because I think what it did, it just woke people up. Uh, they wanted to spend more time at home. They wanted to spend more time with family. Uh, they wanted to get it off the airplane and stop traveling. Um, and they wanted to build something bigger than what they had. Uh, that's, you know, uh, you know, uh, common. They want to build a legacy, you know, mm -hmm. uh, or they recently, after 20, 25 years, retired from a position uh, or they reached the, the corporate ladder, the top of the corporate ladder. And now they have children that are graduating college and they want to see, hey, what about putting a family business together? 
Um, so those are some of the things that people are, they're wise. Um, there's no right or wrong why. Um, it's just, it's just making sure. I mean, I get people that call me up, Brian, and say, hey, Scott, I, you know what? Uh, I got laid off. I'm still looking for a job, but I want to look for a business. <laughs> and I said, that's great. I said, are you looking to buy a job? And they go, well, yeah. what do you mean? They go, well, you either really want to be a business owner or you don't. I mean, if your priority is business, you know, you want to work for somebody, then continue down that path. But you can't make business ownership the last resort um, because you're going to fail. I mean, because your mind and, and soul is really not into it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and, and it's it's funny because I run into the same type of people. They're like, OK, Brian, yeah, I, I lost my job. Same type of situation. I lost my job. I need some money quick. And, and I'm like, well, this, this is going to take time to build, you know? So if you need money right. now, you need to go out there and, and find a job. And then if you still want to build something on the side that you may migrate to, we can talk about that, but they're looking for like that quick fix right away. Yep. I will tell you a quick, funny story, Brian, because I think this will kind of really kind of sit well or really kind of resonate well with the listeners. Uh, I worked probably for about 90, 120 days with a gentleman based out of Texas, and he was a um, a senior global HR person for a major organization. I, uh -huh. Everybody would know the organization. I'm going to leave it out, I, you know, as, as privacy. And um, he was in, in, in his 26th or 27th year with this organization. And our conversations were basically about his why. And he said, I'm just tired. I'm tired of traveling around the world. I'm, I'm just tired. I want to, you know, uh, but I want a restaurant. I, I, and I kept saying, why? And we kept going back and he wanted a restaurant. Well, long story short is, is that he went through a process with a particular restaurant that I work with. And he became very excited. He, he got his franchise agreements. He was going to do three uh, restaurants over a course of three, four years, open them. And uh, the brand called me up and said, hey, Scott, I haven't heard from so-and-so. Uh, he has his agreements. He was supposed to send them back in. What's going on? So I left them a message and I said, hey, just give me a call. What's going on? Let me know what's going on. Uh, it's okay. I mean, where you are, I'm yeah. maybe having second thoughts. Anyway, he called me up on a Friday night. I was actually at a restaurant with my wife. Uh -huh. And uh, I, I'll, I'll use the name Bob just for a conversation. <laughs> Say, Bob, what's going on? He says, well, I got something to tell you. And I just want to talk to you. And he says, I said, oh, yeah, sure. What's going on? I said, he said, I, I just got an offer on another position for double on what I was making. Hmm. So he went from that 400K up to seven, 800K. I said, hey, congratulations. I said, that's awesome. I said, I can't blame you for being confused. You know, I, I know I, I know what I would do. I yeah. would really be seriously thinking about that that offer. And he says, you're not going to talk me out of it? And I said, no. I said, look, this is all about you, not about me. I said, but the one thing I want you to do is take the weekend, Bob, and go back to your why. Why did we start this journey? Because that's what it's ultimately about. And he called me back. I said, call me back Monday morning. Let's decide what you want to do. We have to make a decision. And uh, he called me up and said, Scott, I just signed the agreements. And he and I said, great. I said, what got you to that point? He says, exactly what you said. I, I went back to my why. Mm. And I, I and I think that's true. You you yeah. gotta you gotta stick to your why to want to open a business. Yeah. And, and we had the same conversations. I'm in a different industry, but it's similar. I, you know, like we do network marketing. 
you know, representing a company, looking for consultants, you know, for that company. But we start this conversation the same way. We we ask them why they want to do this, because no matter what, I don't care if it's your job. I don't care if you're buying a franchise, you're, you're, uh, you know, starting a business, it's going to be rough at first and, and you're going to question your decisions and you're going to have second thoughts. But when you, when you're reminded why you're doing it in the first place, that's usually what keeps you going. Yeah. I think you have to remind people, you know, the, 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 the person that you're speaking to, or I'm speaking to says, Hey, I'm earning a couple of, I was earning a couple of hundred thousand dollars a year and that's what I need to earn. And, you know, my first question is, well, how long did it take you to get to a couple of hundred thousand dollars a year? Mm-hmm. You know, you didn't start at a couple of hundred thousand. I, I said, because if, you, if you've been earning a couple of hundred thousand for the last 10 years and that's all you've made, something went wrong mm-hmm. somewhere. So I said, it probably took you five years, seven years, 10 years to get there. So business is the same way. I mean, you've got to financially structure yourself so that you can stay afloat, pay your bills, but have a good mindset to run the business and grow it. And you may earn more than 200,000. I don't know, but it's not going to happen overnight. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, we're running out of time, but how can our audience learn more about what you do? Maybe they're thinking about starting a franchise or want to know more. How can they get in touch with you? Uh, you can check out my website, scottmilasfranchisecoach.com. Uh, you can email me, scott, at scottmilasfranchisecoach.com. Uh, if you want, give me a call, 860-751-9126. Believe it or not, I still do most of my business over the phone. <laughs> I do talk to people. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, again, if anybody just has any general questions or whatever, but uh, trust me, this this process is not a sales process. And I just kind of tickled you a little bit. It's my clients. This process is all about them. It's not about me. Awesome. Great stuff. Awesome. Our guest has been Scott Milas. Scott is a franchise consultant, a certified franchise executive. So get in touch with him if you've got questions about starting up your own franchise and being your own business owner. So thanks so much, Scott, for being on our program. Hey, it's been great. Great being with you. Thank you for listening to another episode of Good Life, Great Life, brought to you by Brian Highfield. We hope you enjoyed listening to this week's guests and stories. If you like what you've heard, please consider subscribing wherever you listen to podcasts. This podcast is part of the C-Suite Radio Network, turning the volume up on business.